Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. In today's world, people have been deceived and their minds have been polluted by the doctrine of devils and many tools of Satan. When people are confronted with the true word of God, it is very difficult for them to handle. John 8 and 32 reads, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Come and join the Body of Christ Church every Monday at 8 p.m. as the true word of God is rightly divided for the edification of the church. And ask yourself this question, can you handle the truth? Does God love everybody? We hear this statement being made all the time, whether on TV or in person, that God loves everybody. Is this true according to the Bible? If he doesn't love everybody, who does he love? And how does he feel about those that he doesn't love? And if he doesn't love us, what can we do to obtain the love of God? And how do we love God? Is it by words or actions? In these very difficult times, should we take the answer to these serious questions for face value? Or should we or should we act like mature adults and research the Bible to make sure that we are doing the works that are required to obtain the love of God? We welcome you to join us. That is, if you can handle the truth. Shalom everybody. My name is Hashiyog. I'll be your host for today's show. And with me is my brother. Dawiyad, shalom brothers and sisters out there. Yeah, um, we're going to go over this topic, does God love everybody? Um, as you heard, the brother was reading, the reason why we're going to topics, topics like this and many others is because as we ourselves grew up in this world, we heard many things being said about, about God, um, whether it be in uh, the churches or whether it be in, in society, we have heard many different things said about God. And when we open the Bible and we start to read for ourselves, we find out that the things we heard are contrary to what the Bible is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I know that's, that has been my experience before I started reading the Bible. As soon as I started reading the Bible, I immediately started seeing things that were contrary to, to what I was taught from a young from a young child. So this world has its own uh, ideas and its own um, definition, yeah. own definition of what love is. Yeah, of what God is, or what God, how God feels, how God thinks, you know, and everything they feel and think is contrary to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things, like you know, like we said at the beginning of the show, that we hear, whether it be on TV or whether it be in person, we hear people constantly saying, "God loves this person, God loves you, God loves, God love, 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 love." Mm-hmm. But let's check out what the scriptures say about it. And um, we're gonna open up with uh, the Book of Proverbs, the eighth, the eighth chapter. You know, try to lay a little foundation. You know, and try to. Uh, Make sure everybody have a clear understanding before we really start hitting these scriptures, because again, 
people are being told things and, and uh, are believing things which are contrary to the Bible. And that's what our faith has to be based upon. It has to be based upon what's written. So we're going to open up with uh, Proverbs 8 and 1. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding pump forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way and the places of the path. So wisdom, <clears throat> the information of the Most High is out here. Mm-hmm. You know, with, the Bible is all over this This. Uh, Mainly this country, the Bible's all over this country. Mm-hmm. So the knowledge is here, but people are going on their own thoughts. The scripture says, "Do not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice." She's standing in the top of the high places. When the scripture is right here, the way it's using the term high places is talking about places where that uh, a lot of people are walking by. Mm. As a um, you got the main place where you got a lot of traffic is where we at right now online. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, we got shows on YouTube. There's a lot of information being put out, whether it be on Comcast or Brothers uh, speaking on the streets. But people are walking by and they are uh, they're not really paying attention. But wisdom is crying out. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't. Proverbs eight and three. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the door. Yeah, the gates. That's another place where in the ancient time there was a lot of traffic. Right now. Like when the scriptures talk about high place, one of the places right now that you'll see a lot of traffic is uh, we would use the term downtown because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people go shopping. Yeah, you know, you know that's how they got the term highway. Like you hear people say talk about the highways because there's a lot of cars on the highways. Yeah, but the scriptures calling it the high places where there's a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, read on, brother. Unto you, O man, I call, and my voice. Is to the sons of men. So the Most High is calling us, calling us into His knowledge. He wants us to have knowledge. He wants us to have understanding. All right, read on. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Be of an understanding heart, meaning an understanding mind. <clears throat> so the way the way we get wisdom, the wisdom and understanding is talking about. It's not talking about us going into our own mind. It's not talking about. The, what the philosophers say It's not talking about what the professors said And the and the scientists said And the doctors said mm-hmm. It's talking about the word of God, the Bible Let's back that up, I want to go to two places To make sure everybody understands that the wisdom And understanding is talking about Is talking about the word of God Let's read, uh, let's go one chapter back uh, Proverbs 7 We're going to read verse 1, th- 1 through 4 Then we're going to go in our favorite one in Deuteronomy Alright So this is Proverbs chapter 7 verse 1 my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thy eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the tables of thy heart. So the Most High is telling us to bind them upon our fingers, meaning because you use your fingers to do just about everything you do in your hands, you know. Mm-hmm. Make sure your works are according to what is pleasing in his eyes, which is according to his word. And he said, uh, write them upon the tables of thy heart, meaning talk, talking about your mind. Keep them in, in, in your mind when you're out there uh, doing your daily deeds. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not going against or doing things contrary to his word. All right, read on. Say unto wisdom. See, say unto wisdom. It's talking about the commandments. Mm-hmm. Read on. Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy king, kinswoman. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman. Talking about his word, his commandments, not talking about what the scientists said. 
All right. Now uh, let's go to one more scripture to back that one up, and we'll come back to to the eighth chapter. Let's go to Deuteronomy uh, fourth chapter. Go to Deuteronomy four now. Yeah, we're gonna read verse five and six, just to make sure everybody understands what the scriptures talk about when it says wisdom. This is it's gonna be more proven as we read on, but I want to make sure we lay a good foundation on this. Deuteronomy chapter four verse five. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. So he's talking to the to, to our forefathers, the Israelites. He's saying, I have taught you statutes and judgment, so you can do so in the land whether you go to possess it. Talking about his word, his commandments. Mm -hmm. Read on. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. You see that? It says, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding. The word of God, this Bible, the statutes and commandments of God, is our wisdom and our understanding in the sight of the nations. Mm -hmm. Which I hear all these statutes and say, surely this, is a, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Now, why would they say that about us if we keep the commandments of God? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at the commandments of the Most High, the commandments of the Most High are righteous commandments. The commandments of the Most High is telling us how to deal with our brothers. The commandments of the Most High is telling us how to deal with our sisters, how to deal with our husbands, how to deal with our wives, how to deal with our children. Mm -hmm. And when people see us operating in the commandments of the Most High, it's an excellent mm -hmm. behavior. It looks rich. Yeah. If we were operating in the... People don't look at us as a wise and understanding people now. Mm -mm. They look at us like a bunch of buffoons. Mm -hmm. Why? Because everything we're doing is contrary to the commandments of the Most High. We're bearing hatred. We're killing. We're hating. We're stealing. We're robbing. We're selling drugs. We're pimping. Mm -hmm. We're whoring. We're dressing like whores. We're dressing like, like, like criminals, looking like criminals, walking like criminals, acting like criminals, behaving. You know, so... When we do the things that's in the in the statutes and judgment of the Most High, the and do everything opposite of what you just said, yeah, which is what the Most Highs teach us. Mm -hmm. uh, the real estate in our community will be will skyrocket. Everybody want to live there because they'll see a people that's operating in righteousness and in wisdom. Yep. Yes, and in wisdom. So let's go back to um, Proverbs eight and. Pick up where we left off, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 6. Here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. See, I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. So when we start learning the commandments of the Most High, what he's teaching us how to operate are right things. Excellent. Mm -hmm. It's excellent behavior. The way we're going to deal with each other is going to be excellent. There's nothing wrong. When you examine the commandments, there's nothing wrong with the commandments. It's just that men have different type of lusts in their bodies that they want to fulfill. So they want to put the commandments to a side. Mm -hmm. So they, basically they're being selfish. Because the commandments really, when you look at the matter of fact, go to um, Second Peter's the first chapter. I want to read something. We're going to come right back. But I want to make a quick point on that because the commandments of the Mosiah is like an a, a owner's manual. For men and women on how to live on the earth, how to deal deal with your body, how to deal with one another. Read that, read that for me. You got that? First Peter's what? Second Peter. I mean, Second Peter's what? Uh, first chapter. Read verse two and three. 
Second Peter chapter one verse two. Chapter one verse two. Yes. Okay. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. See, grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So by this knowledge, what's going to happen? Grace and peace will be multiplied That's right. if we're using this knowledge and operating in this knowledge the way the scriptures have shown us. And we'll have peace and harmony. Exactly. That's why the kingdom is going to be such a beautiful place because the commandments of the Most High is going to be going to be operating in us. And peace and harmony. And, and, and we don't have that today. No, we don't. So who's walking in the knowledge of the Most High God? Very few. That's right. Very few people. But if the world was to turn to the commandments of the Most High, the world would be transformed mm-hmm. from wickedness, basically be like the kingdom. That's if right. The whole world transformed to the knowledge of the Most High, but men got their own things they're trying to do. They got their own lust they want to uh, partake in. Mm-hmm. So they have no they have no right to open up their mouth and complain about the things that are going on because, like I always say, because everybody that's not following the commandments are part of the problem. Because the commandments of the Most High is the solution. There's only one solution. And it's not uh, midnight basketball. It's not um, let's go march against the drug dealers. Mm-mm. You know, let's go protest here. Let's go march there. Don't, that's not the solution. The solution is opening up your Bible and doing what, what's in it. Following Christ is the solution. Exactly. All right. Read, uh, read that again for me, brother. Uh, this is Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as as his divine power have given to us, excuse me, given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. See, as his divine power has given us all things. Mm-hmm. He didn't only give us food to eat. <laughs> he only gave us food and things of like that, you know, but he gave us all things that pertain unto life. And part of the things that pertain to life, you're looking at the food and the sun and, and clothing and shelter, but part of the things that pertain to life was his laws, his mm-hmm. statutes and his judgments. Mm-hmm. That's part of the things that pertain to life, mm-hmm. which man has rejected. So read verse 3 again for me. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And godliness means how to be righteous, how to deal rightly. He gave us all things that pertain to life and, and godliness, how to deal uprightly with your neighbor. All right, Bill? Through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. So we read in um, Proverbs 8 and 1, all the way down to 3, about he called, he's called unto men, he's calling me. Men, men means men and women. The Bible is just written in a masculine form, so he's mm-hmm. calling all of us. Mm-hmm. But now we read and he said he called us to knowledge and virtue. I mean, he didn't call us to be pimps and players. Nah. He's not calling us to be drug dealers. He called us into knowledge. What does that say? Into uh, virtue, right? Through the knowledge of glory. him that he's called us to glory and virtue. Glory and virtue. And virtue, like just like when you look at the term a virtuous woman, a virtuous woman is a woman that has uh, honor, man. That's an honorable woman. Strong, strong woman. Yeah, so he's calling us to that. He's calling us to be strong men. He's calling us to be virtuous men. Men that... That take care of their homes, take care of their children. A virtuous man, you can have him in your house. He ain't gonna steal from you. No. Nope. He ain't gonna try to sleep with your wife. He ain't gonna try to uh, do any type of harm to your children or to yourself. Because he's a very he's he's a man that's walking in the statutes and judgment of God. He's walking uprightly. All right. So that's what these commandments are about, and this is true wisdom and understanding. Let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter eight. 
Um, where we left off? Uh, I'll read verse four. You want to read verse three again or something? Um, start at five. Just jump start at five. five. Yeah. Proverbs chapter eight, verse five. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Yeah, these commandments ain't, there's nothing wicked about the commandments of the Most High. There's nothing evil. It's all about upright and truth. It's all about righteous things. All right, read on. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. See? There is nothing forward or perverse in them. There's nothing forward or perverse, meaning that when somebody's following the Most High, he ain't going to come to your house and offend you. Mm-mm. He ain't uh, perverse. The word perverse goes right into perverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be corrupt from what's, what is right. He ain't going to do nothing wrong to you if he's a follower of the Most High because the Most High is not teaching us how to be wrong, how to deal forwardness or in perverseness. All right, read on. They all, excuse me, they are all plain to him that understandeth and write to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Whoa. Now man. check that out. Yeah, that right there. We're going to shut down the prosperity churches. Wow. That's heavy right there. We're going to shut down that one scripture, the most high done shut down the people who are reading, mm-hmm. will sh- shut down the prosperity doctrine. Mm-hmm. He said, receive his knowledge instead of choice gold. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I'm going to read that again. This is Proverbs 8 and 10. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Check that out. All right, read on. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Check that out. So with wisdom, the, the knowledge and the commandments of the Most High are better than chasing. See, the scriptures showed us that the knowledge that the Most High is bringing is better than the prosperity doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's much better than that. The Most High is talking about reforming the world and stopping, stopping all the violence and all the things that's wrong on this earth. He's, he, his word will put all that to a halt. And you talking about some prosperity? You talking about making some money? You talking about paying your bills? The Most High's knowledge is greater than that, man. It goes to show you, money isn't first. Money isn't the first priority. We need money to survive. Don't get it twisted. But everybody out here. Is taking it as money is number one. You're not blessed from God unless you have money. True. It's showing us right here, being blessed and walking in wisdom and being rich in that wisdom is being rich by an individual, like you said earlier, not committing fornication, not being a pimp, not selling drugs, not selling their bodies. That's being rich. Yeah. That's not, the instructions. Not having hatred towards your brother. Mm-hmm. Not having uh, that I'm going to get you back spirit, mm-hmm. vengeance. Murder, ban a grudge, all these things, man. The Most High despise all these things. Let me read verse 11 again. Sure. Everything we're saying, just what we just said, now I'm going to read verse 11. Proverbs 8 and 11. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Mm. Are you wisdom dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge of witty inventions. So like I said, wisdom is talking about the words of the Heavenly Father in Christ. This wisdom and understanding is talking about. It's not talking about what these professors or doctors are talking about or scientists are talking about. It's talking about the knowledge that's found in these scriptures. 
Verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm-hmm. Now, what's evil? <laughs> evil evil is everything out there. We understand the Most High gave us laws, right, to abide by. Anything that's going against those laws are evil. Mm-hmm. You see? So if you're out there, like we said earlier, if you're out there committing murder or slandering your brothers or your sisters, that's an evil deed because the scriptures tell us not to do that yeah, in the law. Fornication, all these things. Mm-hmm. They're unclean in the eyes of the Most High. That's evil. So if you're if you're doing these things, that means, let me just read the scripture again. Proverbs 8 and 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So the Most High is saying hate fornication, hate being a pimp, Hate being a stripper. Hate selling your body. Hate being a murderer, a slanderer, a thief. Yeah. Hate these things. Yeah, um, idolatry. Mm-hmm. All these things. We're supposed to hate these things. Yeah. And and the, the word evil is the same as the word sin. That's right. All iniquity. Those are all 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 dealing with the same thing. We're supposed to hate those things. We're supposed to hate sin. Mm-hmm. And that's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. I want to get another scripture on that. Go to... Uh, um, one second here. Yeah. Uh, go to sixteen chapter sixteen and six. Sixteen. Yeah, Proverbs sixteen and six. Proverbs chapter sixteen verse six. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Yeah, men depart from evil mm-hmm. because the fear of the Lord, you 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 have, you're supposed to have a hatred for evil. And you're also supposed to have a fear of the judgment that's going to come upon you if you continue in evil. The the judgment that the Most High speaks of, which is contained in the scriptures, what what's going to happen if you don't repent and do the things that are pleasing to the to the Most High? And the things that are pleasing to the Most High is us keeping His statutes and His judgment in Christ, following the examples of Christ. That's the that's the thing that's pleasing to the Heavenly Father. All right, let's read. Uh, um, 8.13 again and we're going to jump to uh, Ecclesiasticus and the Apocrypha Alright Proverbs chapter 8 And verse 13 The fear of the Lord is to hate evil Pride, arrogancy And the evil way In the forward mouth do I hate See the forward mouth do I hate So all these things which are contrary To the ways of the Most High We're supposed to hate because the Most High hates it mm-hmm. Now let's go to uh Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha Chapter 19 We're going to read verse 18 So now we have a, a good We should have a good understanding that the wisdom That the scripture is talking about when it's talking about wisdom And understanding is talking about The words of the Heavenly Father in Christ It's not talking about um, No other doctrine Alright read, read what you got brother. Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha Chapter 19 verse 18 Mm-hmm. The fear of the Lord is the first step to be accepted of him. See, the fear of the Lord, hating evil and departing from sin mm-hmm. is the first step to be accepted of the Heavenly Father. That's right. That's what the scriptures say. Read that again. I'm going to read it again. The fear of the Lord is the first step to be accepted of him, and wisdom obtaineth his love. Wisdom obtain his love. That's right. Now, if the scripture tells us that wisdom obtain his love, if you're not dealing with wisdom, how are you going to get his love then? You're not getting his love. 
All right, I want to read down. We're going to read down to verse 20 because it speaks about that fear some more and wisdom. And then we're going to read 18 one more time before we go to the next the next uh, verse. Yeah, the next verse I have. All right, I'm going to read uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 19, verse 18 again. The fear of the Lord is the first step to be accepted of him, and wisdom obtain his love. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. And they that do things that please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. So they that do the things that please the Heavenly Father are the ones that's going to get eternal life. Mm-hmm. And the things that please him is found in his commandments. What he likes, what he dislikes. That's what the commandments are. Don't do this, I hate it. Don't do that, it's an abomination unto me. Do this, I like it, I love it. That's how you obtain the love of the Most High. That's why he said wisdom obtain his love, because you're following his commandments. And that's how you obtain his love, and that's how you receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. Check that out. All right, read on. Verse 20, the fear of the Lord is all wisdom. The fear of the Lord is all wisdom. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is all wisdom. And in all wisdom is the performance of the law. Woo. Read that again. The fear of the Lord is all wisdom. And in all wisdom is the performance of the law. So in all wisdom is the performance of the law, the act of departing from evil. And there's something else that I'm going to read later on. It is also how you love God, which we're going to get into also. That is also the love of God, us showing God that we love him. All right, finish that up. The fear of the Lord is all wisdom, and in all wisdom is the performance of the law. And the knowledge of his omnipotency. Read 18 again for you one more time. Eight, uh, Ecclesiastes 19, 18. The fear of the Lord is the first step to be accepted of him, and wisdom obtain his love. All right, now I want to read, uh, let's go to um, Wisdom of Solomon, the seventh chapter, because I want to read about does he love those that I want to take a look. Does he love those that don't keep his commandments? Let's see what Wisdom of Solomon the seventh chapter says about that. Wisdom of Solomon. Chapter seven. Seven verse twenty-eight. How does he feel about those that don't keep his commandments? Does he love them? Alright, so this is Wisdom of Solomon, chapter seven. Verse twenty-eight, you said? Mm-hmm. Verse twenty-eight. For God God loveth none. But him that dwell with wisdom. It says, God love none, but him that dwells with wisdom. And what is wisdom? The keeping of his commandments. Wait, hold up, though. We got to slow down on this scripture right here. The reason why we got to slow down, because a lot of people out here use the scripture, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with saying that, after all these scriptures we just read, right, people got to understand, people, you got to really pay attention and understand that, yes, God so loved Israel, which is true. That meant the whole world, what he was referring to. We're going, But we'll go to that another topic another time. But yet and still, yeah, he so loved the world, which is Israel's world, right, that he gave up his only begotten son. So does that mean he loved all of Israel? Let me read this scripture again. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 28. For God loveth none but him that dwell with wisdom. So in other words, the Lord came to give you a chance because you was facing death. 
you was facing death. So through his shedding of his blood, he's giving you a chance to repent and turn to him to learn of his knowledge and his wisdom and walk in wisdom. Walk in knowledge. So that you can attain that love. That's right. So now the Father's going to take you in and love you. <laughs> I don't think the people really understand, but I hope they understand because that's the true love. So the answer is, does God really love everybody? This scripture tells you right yeah, here. Exactly. I want to I want to uh, pull a quick example mm-hmm. that uh, Christ has shown. Christ has shown us example here in the scriptures. This is Mark the tenth chapter. All right, Mark chapter ten. Mark 10. Let's start at verse uh, Mark 10 and start at 17. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. And when he was going forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, we we read about uh, how you obtain the the fruit of the tree of immortality, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get it from Christ for for those that don't have the, uh, that may not have the Apocrypha or they may not believe in the Apocrypha. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read verse 17 again. Mark 10, 17. And when he was going forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do, excuse me, do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. So he's telling them, thou know the commandments. The commandments is how you um, get eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. Just like what we read. Exactly. They that do the things that please them shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. So if they did the opposite of this, are they going to receive um, immortality? No. No. And it also tells you that in Revelations. But read on, because Christ going to show them something else. Verse 20. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. So this guy says, since I was a young child, I kept the commandments of God. So how did Christ feel about him when he made that statement? Verse 21. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him. What? Jesus behold him. How did Christ feel about him? Loved him. Christ loved him when he heard that. Mm-hmm. And Christ knew he wasn't lying. Christ looked at him and loved him because he said he kept the commandments from his youth. That's right. Christ had the compassion for that man. He loved that man for that. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with everything we just read. That's right. But now Christ has showed them, like, look, Christ has brought us to a higher understanding. He's not telling us not to keep the commandments, but he's letting us know that, that we have to keep the commandments in Christ because he's given us more of an understanding now on how we walk in the commandments. All right, you know? I'm going to read verse 21 again. Mark 10, 21. Then Jesus, beholding, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Take up the cross and follow Christ. That's what we all got to do. We all got to take up the cross, which means crucify the man that we that we were, the man that loved all these things that were contrary to the Most High, and follow the examples of Christ, the Keeping the commandments through the understanding of Christ. That's what we got to do. I want to make a point real quick. Um, let me just make this quick point. Second Corinthians chapter 13, right? Okay. Um, I want to make this point real quick because there's a, there's, a, there's a nice little message in here that Christ 
is speaking to this man about, because he's saying, I love you for the things you're doing, but you're lacking something. Yes. So right now, today, we might be doing a lot of things, too, and we're lacking something. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to know we're lacking something? Is Jesus Christ going to come to us right now and talk to us right now? But let's read the scripture and find out. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and read verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not yourselves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be robobates? So the whole thing is the whole thing here is is that we're supposed to be examining ourselves, brother. How do we do that? By the scriptures. We look at our deeds, and matter of fact, better than that, by by the examples Christ gave us. We look at our deeds, does it measure up to Christ? Mm-hmm. So we all know our demons. We all know what's wrong with us. We all know what we're really lacking. Only if we're reading the scriptures to find out what it is that we're missing. Yeah. And we're not going to know unless we read, because a lot of people, you don't understand, we used to be in false doctrines also. Mm-hmm. We used to think, that glorifying men was the way. And anything that these men told us to do, we did. And we believe what they said without even examining the scriptures ourselves. But we had to understand, we had to read for ourselves, understand for ourselves, and we had to repent from that madness to find out what God really wanted from us. Then we had to examine ourselves and say, you know what, am I really of the faith? Or am I just glorifying men? You see? Exactly. Am I out here just following a doctrine because I fell in love with the way a man speaks? You know what I mean? Am I falling in love with a man the way that he dresses, the way he carries himself? Am I falling in love with this man because of his congregation and how big it is? Yeah, exactly. So I had to look at what he was teaching. Did it add up to the scriptures? Where is Christmas at in the scriptures? Where is Thanksgiving in the scriptures? You see? Even even the Israelite camps out there today that's teaching um, the great women. Where is that in the scriptures? Exactly. I had to find out what I was learning was wrong. When, I, when they t- taught us that we could have more than one wife, mm-hmm. our lust was like, bet, this is the religion I've been looking for all my life. Yeah. But then when we start reading the scriptures, we examine it and realize we're going off. We're not doing According to the scriptures, it says, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. We ain't in the faith. Not in the faith of Jesus Christ because he told us not to walk that way. Exactly. So we had to repent, know ourselves, but we didn't know it until we started reading and applying. And that's the that's the whole key point. I'm going to give it back okay. to you. Um, I'm going to hear one more scripture, then we're going to take a quick promo. Let's go to uh, Psalms 10. Because right. I want to get a quick uh, look before we continue on how the Heavenly Father says he feels about our, us being sinful. All right. Read 10 and 3, Psalms 10 and 3. Psalms chapter 10, verse 3. For the wicked boasts of his heart desire and blesses the covetous, whom the Lord abhorreth. So how does the Lord feel about the covetous? He hates it. So covetous, when you look at the word covet, mm-hmm. that's going into all sin. That's right. Because when we covet, covet is the reason why people sin. Because they want to do things, even though the God says, don't do it. Because of the consequences of your actions. Because these are things I hate. People do it anyway because they have a lust for it. They're coveting after certain things. That's why Eve went and dealt with the fruit of the tree. She had a lust inside of her to desire it anyway and to do it instead of listening to God's word. 
especially when when it, it came to when she had the feeling that she was going to get wisdom from it. You know, mm-hmm. you shall be as the gods. What? I'm going to take her this and give it to my husband because she was coveting that. Exactly. So the Lord hates that. Mm-hmm. So if we coveting, if we are sinners, how do you think the Lord feel about us? He hates that. He'll hate you. So we have to repent. We mm-hmm. have to stop sinning in order for us to obtain that the love of God. All right, well, we're going to take a promo, and we'll come back. We're going to get into uh, what we really want to hit is this. One of the things people constantly like to use is the two great commandments. God gave us two commandments, and that's all we need to do. So we're going to take a look at that scripture and try to get some understanding. All right, we're going to take a quick promo break. People murdering, killing in this society Bodies are falling on every single side of me Rapists are running rampant So what a drug addict We're living in the last days of the final madness Teenage mothers giving birth to rebellious children Rebellious children hate their brothers And then they kill them Wars, earthquakes, famines, pestilence Evidence, 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 evidence That it's hard time to awake out of your secret state Before Christ returns to set these wicked demons straight So tune in to blogtheradio.com For the channel is www.youtube.com forward slash the BOCC 1000. Once again, the YouTube channel web address is www.youtube.com forward slash the BOCC 1000. You can find many insightful classes concerning the understanding of Christ and his teaching. Dealing with repentance. Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Giving all praises to the Most High, to His Son Christ. Thank you. The Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works according to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m., all Eastern Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now. Please dial 646-716-7749. 
This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our new program, From Darkness to Light, where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world. The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Uh, shalom, shalom everybody. Welcome back to our show. We thank you for tuning in. Um, the topic is today, the love of God. And again, we say a lot of people believe that God loves you regardless what you say, what you do. Mm-hmm. That you have the love of God. And we're just going through the scriptures showing you that that is not the case. We read many scriptures that prove that you have to be righteous. You have to be keeping the commandments of the Heavenly Father in Christ in order to get the love of God. Now we want to go into uh, Matthew the 22nd chapter Because a lot of people Use the scripture The main reason we're hitting the scripture Because we want to deal with how do we love God Because Christ told us That we have to love God Alright Matthew chapter 22 Start at verse 36 uh, 34 Oh sorry 34 But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, When you see the scripture talk about he was a lawyer, because in today's society, a lawyer studies what? Law. He studies the law of the government, mm-hmm. the Constitution. You know, the law, the law of the United States is what he studied. Well, a lawyer back in the biblical times studied the Bible. That's right. He studied the laws of God because that was our constitution. That was the laws that we had to live by as a nation. We read that in Deuteronomy, uh, the fourth chapter. Mm-hmm. So he was a man that was well learned in the laws of the scriptures. Now check out the question he asked him. Matthew twenty two thirty six, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Talking about in the Bible because people act like the question he asked him, the answer that Christ gave him wasn't even in the Bible. <laughs> He's asking them, what's the greatest commandment in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Jesus said it to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So he's telling them, this is the great commandment. And where's this found at? This found in the Bible. Matter of fact, let's read that real quick, because people act like this that Christ was giving them something new. Mm-hmm. This is a new commandment. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 is is in the precept. And people, all all you have to do is read the precept and you see what Christ is quoting. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So when he's telling them, thou shalt love the God with all thy might, with all thy soul, with all thy heart, this is the greatest commandment in the law. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back to Matthews, and um, we're going to explain that. How do, how do we love the Heavenly Father? So Ma- Matthews 22, uh, read verse 39 now. Pick up a 39. Yeah. Verse 39. And the second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So Christ said the second is like unto it because the way you do it, 
the way you the way you love God is by loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And the way you love your neighbor is by treating him. We're gonna we're gonna read it. Let's go to uh we're gonna read a couple of scriptures on it. Um first John's the fifth chapter. Let's get some understanding of what he's saying. Is he saying this is all you gotta do? You don't have to do no more of the commandments? <laughs> first John chapter five. Yeah, read verse two and three. First John chapter five, verse two. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. So by this we know that we love the children of God is when we love God and keep his commandments. So the lo- the way we love in God is by keeping his commandments, and that's also how we love the children of God. That's right. Why is that? Let's get an example of that. I want to get an example of that to give some understanding of that. Go to uh, Romans 13 and 8. Romans 13 and 8, and we'll see how that's played out. It's very clear. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. You know? For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Because don't the law says we're not supposed to commit adultery? Yes. When, when we commit adultery... We sinning against God, but also who else are we hurting? Right here, when you read verse eight, it says, "Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law." For this thou shalt not commit adultery. So you be committing adultery to your brother or your sister. Yeah, you hurting your brother, you hurting your sister. Mm-hmm. You doing evil to your brother, you doing evil to your sister by sleeping with their mate. That's right. So is that loving your brother? No, it's the so, opposite. See, the most I showed us the reason why he gave us the law in the first place was for us to deal with each other righteously. So how can somebody say that's done away with? Why would Christ do away with that? Dealing with each other righteously, that's Christ can do away with that? Wow. That wouldn't make we would not be walking in wisdom. That makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't? Thou shalt not Excuse me, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. And Christ gave us a clearer understanding on that. He said the way you deal with that is you don't even hate. You deal with each other righteously. So when we kill, who are we killing? Your brother or your sister. And the thing is, like you like you just brought out, when you have hatred in your heart towards your brother, you already murdered your brother. Because thoughts, even these men out here today, these men and women out here, there's crime all over the place. People are getting gunned down. Slayed on a daily basis And they had a thought in their mind First before they actually went out Filled that clip up and pulled that trigger Yeah. So they already have Murder in their heart already So the Most High is trying to tell us to stop That thought before it escalates To an action of you Committing that murder hmm. Exactly Exactly. And that's how, that's true love That's mm-hmm. how you operate in love Mm-hmm so that's why the most high, matter of fact, read on, read on. Yeah. Uh, Romans 13 and 9. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. So, again, when you're stealing, who are you stealing from? Your brother or your sister. You're not stealing something that's just lame, that don't belong to nobody. You're stealing from your brother or your sister. Mm-hmm. So that's why the scriptures is, is being very clear. When we love one another, when we treat each other according to the commandments, matter of fact, treating each other according to the commandments is how we love one another. It's the definition of what love is. And that's how we love God. Because we keep in his commandments. Mm-hmm. By loving one another. Right, we don't? Thou shalt not bear false witness. And who are you bearing false witness again? Who are you lying on? 
You know, we have men say that they love God, say that they fear God, and they'll lie on another brother. All day long. So do they really love God? Do they really love their brother? See, God requires actions. He don't want to hear your words. He want to see your actions. That's right. Actions speak louder than words, as they say in this world. Right, Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that's what we've been saying from the from the first ver- for the first uh, chapter we was reading is that the Most High's commandments is about us treating each other righteously. That's why we said the commandments. If they would start teaching the commandments in this in these churches instead of teaching money, yeah, yeah, you could see an effect taking place. It would it would translate the world from this wicked place that we living in. It was. I mean, there's still going to be people out there doing wicked wickedness, but you'll have a, a much better uh, environment going on than what you got now because people don't have a clue on what the scriptures are talking about. Yeah, I, I want to add to that because the world today, like, looks at looks at everything like on an emotional, you know, roller coaster ride, like an emotion, like like in other words, uh, love is to hug. You know, is, is is to is to be more like physical and show that you know have that warm feeling inside. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Th- that's how they kind of like define what love is. But see, the Most High is showing us through these scriptures today that love is these actions of what the law is showing us and, and instructing us. So not stealing, not bearing false witness, not doing these things is showing us what love is. It ain't that warm feeling. It ain't that hug. You know. You got a lot of women, men and women in these churches bear grudges. Yeah. And they don't know how to deal with one another because they bear grudges. They don't do like the scriptures tell you. If one offend thee, go talk to you and him alone. Mm-hmm. But you always screaming out, love, love, love. God just loves. Well, then go by the instructions of what the Most High shows you to do in a time of this situation. Exactly. Go, so when you don't go to that person and talk to him one-on-one, where's the love at? Now you build the grudge. Now you becoming. Now you build up hatred in your heart. Now you are now a murderer, like we said earlier. You see what I'm saying? Because that's why we gotta deal in love. Because now something's wrong with you. So now scripture say, examine yourself, like we said earlier, and walk in love. Yeah, because you gotta deal the way the scriptures say deal. Because we have people in this world. They say they love. They say tell, tell a woman they love them, and they go out and commit adultery. But they said it with their mouth, though. They they did the hugging and the butterflies and all that. And they came with flowers. But yet they just came from, from laying and slaying some chick down the street. Exactly. So is that real love? No. Not according to the scriptures. Not at all. You know, and they'll 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 cry and moan and you know, the woman say they'll leave, they'll cry and moan and everything, but yet they're not walking in love because the scripture says thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. So the true love is according to the scriptures. The true love is how the, the father's showing us how to really love. But, you know, yeah, they want to kick it to the curb. They want to put it to the side because they have their own agenda they want to accomplish. So they don't want to deal with the scriptures. Exactly. Yet they talk about they say they're born again and the Bible's catching cobwebs. Yeah, because they're not applying. That's why we said earlier about examine yourself because your pastor could tell you a lot of things and you don't realize, 
You know, you don't really realize that you're falling under that man's glory, like you're glorifying a man like he is God or he is Christ. And you're not really realizing that you have to read the scriptures for yourself to see if this is true, if this is so, what he's teaching me. So then you don't really know what love is because you think love is prosperity. You think love is, you know what I'm saying, you know, just that warm feeling. You're not, not really understanding how to really instruct yourself in love. Let's go to um. Let's go to Exodus 20. I want to read the commandments because within the commandments it shows us if we're not doing the commandments, yeah, right? Okay. It shows if we're not doing the commandments mm-hmm. that we're not walking in love. Matter of fact, we're not only not walking in love, but the scripture shows us that we're walking in hatred. We're not only not walking in love when we're walking in sin, but we're walking in hatred of God mm-hmm. and hatred to our neighbor. Let's go to Exodus 20 and uh, start at verse 4. Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Ooh, that that hate God? Mm-hmm. Why does he say they hate him? Because they, they're glorifying a different God. They, they're serving a different God. They're not serving him. They're serving idolatry. Okay, read verse 6. And show, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So when you're keeping the commandments, you're loving God. Exactly. But when you're breaking the commandments, you you're don't. hating God. Verse 7. Oh, keep going? No, no. Oh, yeah. okay. So I, I want to go to I want to go to <laughs> Psalms chapter uh, 97 and 10. That's a beautiful point. Now I'm going to pick up on this. Uh, Psalms chapter 97, verse 10. All right. This is a, this is a scripture that uh, we kind of went into this scripture earlier. It said, it's going to say the same thing. So this is uh, Psalms chapter 97, verse 10. Read that. Psalms 97 and 10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. All right. So even though we're, we're killing it and we're going over it and over and over it, but this is what we have to do because a lot of people out there don't really get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Because we're reading upon precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. It's all over the Bible. It ain't just in one place and we twisting the scripture. It's all over the place. Right? It says, ye that love the Lord hate evil. So in other words, in order for you to love God, you have to hate evil. If you don't hate evil, you're not going to love God. Finish that out. Read it again. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the soul of his saints. He delivered them out of the hand of the wicked. Now go to Proverbs 6 and 16 real quick. We're going to give you a couple characteristics of some of the things the Lord hates. So that means if he hates it, shouldn't the children of God hate it? Yeah. All right. So let's read chapter 6, Proverbs 6 and 16. These six things does the Lord hate. The seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. Now we know, what does it mean by being prideful in the eyes of God? Prideful is <laughs> pride. The main thing the Lord look at as being a prideful is when he tells you not to do something mm-hmm. and you do it anyway, that's pride. That's right. And that goes and that basically sums up 
everything, really, when you look at that word, that proud look, because he's arrogant. He or she is arrogant, and they're walking in the way they want to walk anyway, regardless what the scriptures say. Exactly. The Most High said, I hate that person. Read that again. These six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. Read on. A lying tongue. So now he's talking about a person that lies. Mm -hmm. I hate that. A lying tongue is talking about a person with a tongue that can talk. It's talking about a person. So I hate that. So with that, if you are following a false religion and you're teaching it, can that fall under a lying tongue? Yes, because it's a lie. There's no truth in it. Just like when we talk about Christmas, we talk about this all the time about Christmas. Christ was not born on December 25th, people. He was not. There's no word documented in the scripture that he was born on December 25th. You see? Easter, we talk about that all the time, too. It doesn't exist according to God. It's a pagan tradition. They're all peg- pagan customs and rites and ceremonies. It's a lie. God hates a lie. Those out there teaching um, that you can have more than one wife, that's a lie. People out there teaching that Christ didn't come and die for your sins. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many lies out there. The list goes on and on. He hates that. Read on. Verse 17. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Now, check this out, though. We talked about this in class the other day, about the innocent, you know, their blood being shed. Yeah. There's people out here murdering people just for fun. This man or this woman or child didn't do nothing to you, and you're just going to kill this individual. Matter of fact, um, I don't know if you heard about that story about that Jewish kid in New York, eight-year-old kid. Some dude killed him, chopped his body up and all that. Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, so what did that kid do to that dude? Absolutely nothing. Innocent blood, meaning what? He didn't do nothing to that individual for him to shed that blood. That's wicked. The Most High hates that. There's people out here gunning down people because they ain't wearing blue or wearing red. He hates that. That's innocent. Like, because he's wearing red? Are you serious? You on my block swinging drugs? You shouldn't be selling drugs in the first place. You know, if everybody's shedding everybody's blood for, every, for their gain, for their ignorance, because they don't want to walk in the Most High God's instructions with wisdom, but they want to walk in arrogancy. They want to walk in pride. Read on. So the most I hate them all. Hate them. Read on. Feet. No, verse 18. In uh, heart that divides wicked imagination. Come on, man. That covers a lot of people, man. That covers everything. Yeah. That covers everything, too. Because a heart that imagines wicked imagination that... That divides it. Yeah. Wicked so, imagination. So in your mind, you're creating thoughts to be wicked. To become more wicked. And understand that wicked is anything that's contrary to the words of God. You know, you might say, well, I'm thinking about, again, doing something for Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or one of these pagan holidays. That's wicked. Yeah. You're planning to do something for something that's wicked. That's against the words of God. Yeah. Read on. In heart that divides wicked imaginations, feet. That be swift and running to mischief. See, mischief is talking about evil. So people that are quick to run to evil. People are doing this on a daily basis. People, there's some people that go to jail 
you would think they learned their lesson, right? But in jail, they try to come up with a more creative way so when they go out again that they won't get caught either selling drugs, they won't get caught, uh, I don't know, committing murder or rape or they try to they try to get better at their wickedness. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is they come back and they they're quick to run to mischief. People are, come on, we see it on the street, these young, our young um, youth now, the teenagers now, they're running around here robbing people, jumping people, stealing from people. They're quick to run and want to do some kind of crime to somebody. Yeah, especially if they're in a the gang or something. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is tell them, let's go get this guy. They ain't even going to ask no questions. They run, run to join you. And that's what it says in Proverbs 1 where it talks about don't let no one entice you, you know, to do these things. You know, a gang of people come up to you and want you to join a gang or go murder murder for, murder someone for fun. That's quick to run to mischief. That's wicked. And the Most High hates that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Read on. Verse 19. A false witness that speak lies. Now, come on, man. This is why even we know, we heard a lot of stories about brothers being in jail for many years. Come to find out they did not even commit the crime. Mm. There were false Lies. Excuse me. There were false witnesses that spoke lies, and now these brothers is either facing a death penalty or these brothers facing life in prison. Come to find out, there's information that comes out that wasn't even them after all. That's wicked. The Most High hates that. Wouldn't you hate that? You the individual in jail? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Come on. These are wicked people out here. That's real wicked. So the Most High saying he hates that. So how can you say with your mouth you love God? Have this warm feeling, set up a tree, do whatever it is you do for Christmas or whatever, and still say you love God. You out here got grudges in your heart, you're speaking lies, you 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 doing all these things that we just read, you're running to quick to um shed blood or um um your feet to be swift to run into mischief. You're doing all these things, but yet with your mouth you're saying I love God. And you know you notice know something else too. All these things are things you're doing against your brother. Mm-hmm. It's all things you're doing against other people. That's the whole point. So that's what, you know it goes right back to the to the other point we was pulling out in Matthew 22 mm-hmm. about how you how you love your brother is how you love God because it's all dealing with even when you when you um when you lying when you are uh, speaking things that are falsely that's having right. evil imaginations those are all things to deceive your brother. That's right. Read on. Read verse uh, 19 one more time. A false witness that speak lies, and he that sow discord among brothers. Now, that's deep, though. The one that's, that's the abomination. Yeah, because you got to understand, man, we know this because it happened to me several times. People out there slandering you. You was once a part of church, or they was a part of our church, and then you got them running around spreading lies, and and saying all these things about you, then what? In the eyes of the Most High, he hates people like that. You can't get down like that. I can't go around saying, you know what? I saw this brother stealing. Or, yo, this brother, he talking evil about people. Or, yo, man, this brother, he got a lot of lust on him. He be he be messing with these women. And it's all lies. The Most High hates that. Because now what you're doing, you're spreading rumors. Yeah. About an individual that is no information that's solid. There's no two or three witnesses to back up your story. You just totally slandering this individual to get other people to hate him. To get other people to join in to hate him too. 
That's the most high hates that. And then you think God loves you. Yeah, and then you're going to run around here with an S on your chest, a super Israelite, and run around here teaching all this madness, and you sowing discord. But the Lord hates you. The Lord loves you. I mean, excuse me, but the Lord is supposed to love you. No, the Lord hates you because you have not repented of that madness. You have not stopped, and you continue doing that madness. This is according to scriptures. We're reading this in the scriptures. Exactly. So the love of God is very important for us to maintain Salvation. If we don't operate in love, we're going to operate in hate. Because either you love God or you hate God. So if you hate God, if you hate your neighbor, you hate God. It's all equal. It's all equal. Let's go to, uh, go back to Matthew. No, actually, you know what? There's a nice scripture I want to go to, too. And, uh, um, let's go to Proverbs 8 again. It was a point I wanted to bring out in Proverbs 8. Read uh, 8 and 17. All right, Proverbs 8, 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Okay, we understand, like, we're kind of repeating ourselves a lot, but there's a reason why I'm going to the Scripture, because I'm going to go to the New Testament also. To bring this out, that did anything change in the New Testament, how he's wording this? I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. You see? Because he's showing you here, because a lot of people say out here, right, in the world, in these other churches, that God just loves everybody. That's why, like I said earlier about how he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. So he loved everyone that just was evil. What's this scripture saying right here? I love them that love me. And we understand it's going right back to the wisdom and the commandments. We've read that earlier from the from the first verse, chapter 8, from the first verse all the way down. We read that it was referring to the wisdom and the commandments and things like that. But who did we get the commandments from? And when Christ operated in this world, what did he do on this earth? He kept all the commandments because exactly. he loved God. You see? And now we got to operate the same way and walk in that wisdom also for us to be loved. This is what the scripture is saying. You want to pull out something now? You have something to go with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pull that. All right. Let's go to St. John real quick. St. John 14 is a precept that goes in St. John 14, right? St. John chapter 14 and read verse 21. Now, this is important. Watch, watch where we go with this. St. John 14, 21. Yeah. He that has my commandments and keep them... He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So it goes right back to what we've been saying all day, because yeah. we really summing it up, you know, because in order for the followers to love us back, we have to keep the commandments in us to show our value of what love is. Like, exactly. my son really loves me. My daughter really loves me because because he or she is keeping my word that I gave him to walk in. So guess what? I'm going to love them back. I'm going to love them back. Read verse 23 and 24. Um, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Read on. He that loved me, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. 
And the words which he hear is not mine, but the Father so which sent me. Yeah, so what he's saying is, wow. this is heavy in verse 24 because he just, this is the icing on the cake because he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. So that means a lot of people out here saying, oh, I love Christ and I love God. Well, are you keeping his sayings? Mm. Because he's saying, are you keeping things that he didn't even say? Yeah, <laughs> you're, not, you're not even holding down your own. Of so-called commandments that traditions of men, you're not even keeping those right. Let alone the word of God. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, he that loves me not keepeth not my sins. He that loveth me not means that you don't love him. You hate me. That's what the scripture says. Yeah. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sins. What does it mean to love not? What's the opposite of that? Hate. It's it's either one or the other. Yeah. There's no middle in the scriptures. It ain't talking about no middle ground. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sins. And the words ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. The Father sent me to give you these words. So they're not even mine in the first place. They're the Father's. Matter of fact, I'm going to read 23 again, man, because this, yeah. this is hot. Yeah. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. So that means if you don't keep if you don't keep his words, can the father is the father gonna love you anyway? No. This is what the scripture is saying. You're not gonna receive that love from the father. You have to keep my words, man. There is no gray area. You can't just say I love and love, love. You just can't say that. You gotta walk in my word. That's the only way you're gonna receive my love. Cause we got a lot of people, that's why these churches are filled today. They just love some Jesus, boy. Don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to make fun of you, but those that's out there not keeping his word. Come on, man. You're looking like a joke because you're not keeping his sayings. Yeah. You know, you're not taking it serious. We have to understand what his word is and follow it. So we got the Passover. The matter of fact, coming up, we got the what? Uh, Day of Atonement. Yeah, we got Day of Atonement coming Thursday night. Yeah. So are you keeping his words? Are you going to keep the Day of Atonement? Or are you going to keep Christ? Or are you going to keep Thanksgiving coming up? Oh, better yet, Halloween, right around the corner. You going to keep that? And Christ didn't command us that. Matter of fact, he commanded <laughs> us not to add on to Exactly. Not to add on to his words. So if you're saying Halloween, you're keeping Halloween in Christ, you're adding on to it. Yeah, you That's add, not in there. It's not there. And then you're going to turn around and disregard the Day of Atonement? And on top of it, he said not to keep anything. That's not in his word. He told us not to follow the customs of nations. You're so you, now you're being disobedient to his word. You don't love. You don't even know what love is. You may say it in your mind that you love, but according to the words that we're reading, you're not loving. You want to pull out something real quick before I go somewhere else? Yeah, let me go to um, uh, Wisdom of Solomon real quick. On the Apocrypha? Yeah. We go back to the Apocrypha, um, Wisdom of Solomon. Where are you going? Uh, the sixth chapter. Chapter six. Read. Oh, yeah, your favorite one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start at 17 or... Let's read 11 and 12 and we'll jump down. All right. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 11. Wherefore set your affection upon my words. Desire them and ye shall be instructed. Wisdom is glorious and never faithful away. Yea, she is easily seen of them that love her and found of such as seek her. I jump down to verse 17. Yeah. Verse 17. For... For the very true beginning of her is the desire of discipline, 
And the care of discipline is love. So the very true beginning of you dealing with wisdom is you want to have that discipline where you can stop doing the things that are contrary to the words of God. Mm-hmm. It takes discipline. You got to have discipline to stop doing the things you used to like, turn the things you, the love you have for those things got to be turned to hatred. Let me, let me say something. Wait a minute. I used to love having about six or seven women. <laughs> I used to enjoy it. It felt good. I loved it, yo. And right? It discipline to stop it. That's right. When I was on the streets doing all kind of things, I ain't going to get too much in detail by any means necessary doing whatever I want to do to do what I needed to do. I enjoyed it. I loved it. But I had to be disciplined and fight those urges off not to be with those women. And only stick with one. That's that's the that's a perfect example of bearing your cross. Yeah. Like you told that rich man, bear your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of that. You bared your cross. I mean, you killed that old man. That's right. And you got it took discipline to do it. So read seventeen again. For for the very true beginning of her is the, is the desire of discipline, and the care of discipline is love. The care of discipline is love because now. You care of discipline I means you keeping that discipline. You're not breaking it. You're staying on it. The scripture says that's love. That's true love, man. True love means if you were a female, like, because this, people just don't, they all this mushy, mushy, feel good, warm feeling. You're not understanding. If an individual really, truly love you, yo, he not going to put his hands on you and abuse you. If he truly, truly love you, he not going to sleep with your mother or your sister or your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the care of discipline, yo Because no matter what urges he has I got the care of discipline To keep me in check To do what the Lord says I'm not going to do anything contrary To the commandments of God Because I got the care of discipline Verse 18 And love is keeping of her laws And love is the keeping of her laws Love, love isn't just some word not when you're dealing with the Bible. Nah. Love is just something you just spit out your mouth. Mm-mm. The Bible says, the word of God says, love is the keeping of her laws. Check that out. And, and the giving heed unto her laws is the assurance of incorruption. So now you, you know you're not going to be corrupt. You know you're going to be a virtuous person. Exactly. You know you're not going to be a corrupt, evil, wicked person because you, you're dealing with discipline and you're keeping yourself in check. You're staying on top of yourself. Now how are we going to have that personal relationship with the Most High God? Let's read the next scripture. And incorruption making us near unto God. See, God doesn't want to deal with somebody that's corrupt. Come on, man. You don't want to deal with somebody that's corrupt, that's sinning, talking about God loves you. You're not near to God. Love is being near to him. The scripture just said that incorruption make us near unto God. That's that personal relationship, brother. Yeah. That's <laughs> that, now you can say you got a personal yeah, relationship. Yeah, because if you don't have the care of discipline, you do not have a personal relationship with God. Or you have a personal relationship with another God, but it ain't the God of heaven and earth and, and the Son of uh, the Father and the Son of Jesus Christ. You have a personal relationship with the Lord of Flies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You have a different relationship with, with principalities and spiritual darkness in other places, but not with the Most High God. <laughs> Keep on reading? Yeah, yeah. Verse 20. Therefore, the desire of wisdom bringeth bring it to a kingdom. The desire of wisdom means the keeping of the commandments of God. 
bring us to a kingdom. Mm. That's what we want, right? Oh, yeah. That's the eternal life and power with the Most High. Read that again. Therefore, the, the desire of wisdom, meaning the law, statutes, and commandments through Christ, bringeth to a kingdom. Read on. If your delight be then in thrones and in, in sceptres, O ye kings of the people, honor wisdom that ye may reign forevermore. Yeah, the king is talking about the 144,000, a nation of kings and priests. Mm-hmm. Honor wisdom, meaning the words of God, and you shall reign forevermore. Exactly. Exactly. That's it in a nutshell. I got two more scriptures I want to go into before we end it. Go back to St. John's 14, read 15 uh, through 17. Okay. St. John chapter 14, read chapter, I mean, excuse me, verse 15 through 17. Read right through. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Now check this out. So the keeping of the commandments, right, is going to give you the comforter. What is the comforter? The Holy Spirit. Read verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Why can't the world receive the Holy Spirit, brother? Why? Because they don't love him. Because read verse 15 again. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's the only way you're going to obtain the Holy Spirit. Do we not see that or is there like confusion? Read verse 15 and 16 and 17 together, brother. Read it again. If you love me, keep my commandments. And mm-hmm. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comfort. He shall give you. He's giving you the answer on how you're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Read on. That he may abide with you forever. Read on. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it see him not, neither know it him. But you know him, for he dwell with you and shall be in you. He is talking about the Holy Spirit. But the world can't receive the Holy Spirit. If you a murderer, a thief, if you if you sowing discord, like we read earlier, if you committing murder and shedding blood, innocent blood, the Holy Spirit ain't going to deal with you. You committing adultery, fornication, sleeping with beasts, sleeping with um, raping um, little boys and doing all these things, the Holy Spirit ain't dealing with you. But you screaming, I love God, and I go to church every Sunday. And you do these things, the Holy Spirit ain't dealing with you. You've been lied to, man. And God don't love you, and you don't love God. Exactly. I want to go to the scripture to show you something. Give me um Psalms fifty one and eleven. I'll give you an uh, give you something to really think about before we close out. All right, Psalms chapter fifty one. And before we read verse eleven, right? I actually want you to read. You see the chapter? I want you to read underneath the chapter. I want you to read that out loud right there. Read that. The chief musician. A psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. All right. So this right in this chapter that he's talking about here mm-hmm. is when excuse me, King David went into Bathsheba and he committed what? Fornication. He committed fornication adultery. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's read verse 11 now. Read verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Now, check this out. I, I got to sum it up with this because people got to understand. You could lose the Holy Spirit, homie. 
If you got it, yeah. Yeah, if you received it already, you can lose it. So what does that mean? That means you are not guaranteed salvation. There's another scripture to prove salvation ain't guaranteed because if the Holy Spirit leaves you, you don't have no wisdom. So you're not going to walk in the instructions of the Most High God because he doesn't love you. Because the only way you're going to love him if you keep his commandments. Now, the Holy Spirit was in David. He knew better, right? But he did what he wanted to do anyway. So he didn't abide by the instructions that was in him. Read that verse one more time. Verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. So he begging because he know it could be taken from him. He knows that he could be faced with death and die. But see, the Most High still, death didn't leave his house. Their son still died. Blood still was shed for the act that he committed. The Most High spared his life because of his contrite heart. He had a repenting heart. You understand? But he knew that the Holy Spirit could leave him because of the act he committed. He knew this. Go to Romans. It's a precept. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Romans chapter 8, and let's read verse 9. All right, Romans chapter 8 and read verse 9. Actually, read verse 8 and 9. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So let's start with that. So in the flesh is operating what way, brother? In the flesh is operating according to your own lusts, your own desires. So doing, like we said earlier, all these things we were talking about, if you hate God, you know, you're going to be committing adultery, fornication, stealing, killing, murdering, discord. You're going to be doing a lot of these things. Because that's that's operating in the flesh. Matter of fact, let me read this to kind of clear it up. Go ahead. This is uh Romans seven fourteen. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am cardinal, sold under sins. So that cardinal is the flesh, which is going into sin, sold under sin. Mm-hmm. Because the flesh always wants to do sin. Exactly. So the lust that's inside of you, like we said earlier, you just want to do whatever you want to do anyway. It's the flesh warring against the spirit. But the the ultimate thing is, who's going to win the battle? Who's going to win the battle of the flesh warring against the spirit? We in the spirit got to overcome the flesh. You got to win the war. Or you're not going to make it. That love is gone. There is no love if you allow the flesh to take over. That means you love the flesh more than you love the spirit. Exactly. You see? You want fact, to... I'm going to start at verse 6. I'm going to read that from verse 6. Yeah, go ahead. For lo, to be cardinal-minded is death, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. So what does it mean, spiritual-minded? Right back to the laws, and the laws again through Christ. Matter of fact, I'm going to read verse seven fourteen again. Mm-hmm. For we know that the law is spiritual. So the law is what makes you spiritual. That's the definition of being spiritual. Right back to the Holy Spirit again, if you love me, keep my commandments. Exactly. And the Most High is going to send you what? Another comforter, meaning the Holy Spirit, and it's going to abide in you. And anything outside the commandments is cardinal. Exactly. It's the flesh. It's the flesh. Sold under sin. Exactly. So Romans 8 and 6. Mm-hmm. But to be, matter of fact, I'm going to read uh, 7, 14 all the way through to make sure everybody see it clearly. Yeah, yeah. 7, 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I am cardinal, sold under sin. Now, 8 and 6 connects with that. For to be cardinal-minded is death, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. So to be cardinal-minded means fleshly-minded to walk in sins is going to equal death. The wages of sin is death. 
Period. Period. End of story. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to abide in the law is going to give you eternal life and peace, like we said earlier in our communities, in our life. Everything is going to be peaceful. We're going to be rolling in harmony. Why? Because we have wisdom and instruction and knowledge through the law of God through Jesus Christ. Exactly. Period. But men think they know better. Mm-hmm. All right, verse 7. Mm-hmm. Because the cardinal mind is enmity against God. So a fleshly mind is hatred against God. I hate God. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Read on. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It's impossible to please God in the fleshly mind. This is what the scripture is saying. It's impossible to serve him in the cardinal mind, man. Yeah, Without the law is what it's saying. Yeah. Without the law, it's impossible to please him. Verse 8 is saying it right here. Verse 8. Yeah. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Come on, man. Am I lying? It just said it in the next verse. So if you're not pleasing God, is he supposed to love you? No. That's what we're reading all day long, all night long. Read on. But you know, people are still going to say, I still think and I still believe mm-hmm. God still loves. Well, examine yourself. And see if you in the faith then. Read on. Verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But see, he's letting us know you, you're not operating in the flesh, but you're going to operate in the spirit. Those that are following Christ. Yeah, those that love God. This is how we're supposed to operate. Read on. Check this out. Verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. That's if the Holy Spirit's in you. <laughs> is in you. Because if the Holy Spirit ain't in you, you're going to operate which way? In the flesh. In the flesh. But guess what? Like we read in, in, in the time of David when he committed that act, even if you had the Holy Spirit in you, if you operate in the flesh, the Holy Spirit, that's why I saying if the Holy Spirit is in you, because that Holy Spirit don't have to be in you. Read that again. Verse 9, Romans 8 and 9. But you are not in the flesh. But in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's right. So that's why King David said, please, Father, don't let the Holy Spirit leave me. Do not let the Holy Spirit leave my presence because I'm no longer your son. Exactly. I'm going to be no longer the son of God because now I prove that I hated God. And what spirit is going to be in him then? <laughs> Now, the Holy Spirit is going to be a wicked spirit. Yeah, the spirit of Satan. The spirit of wickedness because you committed adultery. And if he didn't repent, he was done. People, that's why if we want the true love of the Most High God, we got to be urgent. We got to make this look like it's got to be the most important thing in your life. It has to be. Or you're showing that I hate the Most High God that created everything in this planet and this earth. I'm showing I hate God through my actions. No. The Holy Spirit, if you got it, it can leave you. So you're not guaranteed salvation, people, by running around here in these churches saying, I just love, 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 and I'm rolling with the Most High God, and I, I've been saved uh, 10 years ago Thursday night. No. The Holy Spirit is proving to you that it can leave you if you don't abide in his commandments. The Most High in Christ is not going, going to abide with you. Period. Yeah. All right. I got one more scripture. We're going to close it out with this. Uh, 
Unless you got another one, brother. But Ecclesiasticus, the fourth chapter, we're going to read verse 10 down to 14. In the Apocrypha again, Ecclesiasticus? Yeah. We're going to Apocrypha crazy today. All right. The Apocrypha, Ecclesiasticus, chapter 4, verse, what, 17? Verse uh, 10. Oh, verse 10? Yeah. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Ecclesiasticus, chapter 4, verse 10. Be as a father unto the fatherless. And instead of a husband and to their mother. So the scriptures are showing us how we're supposed to deal. Because men, all men think about now is laying down with a woman. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures telling us, this is how we're supposed to be as a people. Be as a father unto the fatherless and instead of instead of a husband unto her mother. Exactly. We have a lot of a lot of single mothers out there. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be taking care of the younger brothers and the younger sisters. Being as fathers to them instead of just trying to lay with their mother. Yes, they just want to get with their moms and lay with them. That's what that's the wisdom of God speaking, mm-hmm. right? You know? So shall thou be as the son of the Most High, and he shall love thee more than thy mother do. So he's shown us how we can attain that love. Love you more than your mother do. Exactly. If you if you dwelling with wisdom, mm-hmm. right? You know? Wisdom exalted her children and laid hold of them that seek her. So if we want to know how we're going to exalt ourselves as a people, mm-hmm. the scriptures say wisdom, which is the words of this Bible, exalts her children. All right? You know? He that loveth her loveth life. So he that loveth the commandments of God and walking in the commandments of the Most High, you are the ones that love life, and you're the ones that's going to get eternal life. You know. And they that seek, and they that seek to her early shall be filled with joy. So those that seek to her shall be filled with joy. You know. He that holdeth her fast shall inherit glory, and wheresoever she entereth, the Lord will bless. So walking in these commandments, the Most High is going to bless us. They that serve her shall minister to the Holy One, and them that love her, the Lord do love. So them that love her, talking about wisdom, keeping of the commandments of the Most High, them does the Lord love. So he doesn't love you if you're not dealing with the commandments, if you're not dealing with the wisdom, statutes, and judgment of the Most High. And with that, we're going to say shalom to everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope the Most High in Christ bless you. Shalom. Shalom. Oh, wait.